here's a story from The World. The Biden administration is preparing to lift a two-year-old public health order that blocked asylum seekers at U.S. borders. Title 42 is expected to end next month. In the meantime, immigration advocates are waiting for the president to deliver on another measure, a promise to clarify the asylum process for people fleeing persecution based on their gender. Taiki Hendricks from KQED in San Francisco reports on the experience of one woman who fled years of abuse in Guatemala. And a quick warning for you listeners, this story contains some descriptions of violence. I met up with Daisy Ramirez at a park near her home in San Francisco's Bayview District. She tells me her son Alexis had just turned six. She says she baked a cake and they had a little birthday party. Alexis clambers up the jungle gym with his big sister Stephanie, who's eight. Ramirez says the two are inseparable, maybe because of what they went through in Guatemala, a life of captivity and violence. In 2019, when Ramirez was 21, she managed to escape with the children, who were three and five. Getting away was one of the best decisions of her life, Ramirez says, but it was the hardest. She fled her home in the rural Guatemalan highlands. It took months, but she found her way here and asked for protection. A few days before our walk to the park, Ramirez let me sit in at her final asylum hearing in immigration court. Her fate was now in the hands of Joseph Park, one of the toughest immigration judges in San Francisco. I wasn't allowed to record the hearing, so I filed a public records request for the audio. It's pretty scratchy. Today's date is November 17, 2021. Uh, we are here in the removal proceedings of Ms. Uh, Daisy Josefina Ramirez uh, Rabanales. With the help of her lawyer, Monica Valencia, Ramirez walked through her testimony. She was one of eight kids, and her father often beat his wife and mistreated his daughters. And then, when Ramirez was 14, her father sold her to the owners of a bar where he drank. Ramirez says her father believed women were worthless and treated them like property. She says the bar owners forced her to cook and clean and serve in the bar without pay. Right away, the owners handed her over to their 18-year-old son. He routinely beat and raped her and fathered her two children. Can you tell me what kind of words he would say to you? When he abused you, she says he told her she was a whore and his slave. I could see how painful it was for Ramirez to relive these memories. She told me later she used breathing exercises to help stay grounded. She testified that police officers sometimes came to drink at the bar and saw her with bruises, but they never tried to help. Ramirez's testimony was backed up by reports Valencia submitted to the court, showing that laws in Guatemala to protect women and girls are not enforced. Ramirez was lucky to have Valencia's help with her case, but even with legal help, winning asylum is a high bar. I want to step away from the courtroom for a minute to explain that. Unfortunately, it's not available to everybody who has endured severe and atrocious and awful harm in their home countries. That's Abby Sullivan Engen, Valencia's colleague at Centro Legal de la Raza. I caught up with her in Oakland near their office. It is available to people who have a well-founded fear of persecution on account of a particular 
characteristic. That could be a person's race or religion, nationality or political opinion, or their membership in what's called a particular social group. In 2018, Republican Attorney General Jeff Sessions issued a ruling saying victims of domestic violence didn't deserve asylum in the U.S. because it was, quote, private criminal activity. You do not get to come to America if you have a private threat or a, someone personally attacks you. You do not get to uh, have asylum for that. That bucked three decades of refugee law that recognizes gender-based violence, says Karen Musalo. She directs the Center for Gender and Refugee Studies at UC Hastings Law School in San Francisco. We had the recognition going back to the 80s that women's rights are human rights and governments have the responsibility to protect the human rights of their citizens. Last year, President Joe Biden's Attorney General Merrick Garland reversed the Sessions decision, and immigration judges have begun approving a larger share of asylum claims. But asylum seekers like Daisy Ramirez still face a murky situation in immigration court. When he came into office, Biden promised to issue a new rule defining that term, particular social group. But it's been 14 months, and there's no rule. Musalo says going into the midterm congressional elections, there are two camps in the Biden administration, and one is risk-averse. We've got those continuing the worst of the Trump policies. And then you've got the people within the administration that wanted to bring the U.S. back into alignment with its international obligations. Daisy Ramirez wasn't following all these ins and outs when she went to court. She just knew that returning to her home country would put her in danger. Do you believe there's anywhere else in Guatemala that you could live safely? No. no me sentiría segura en ningún... She ended her testimony saying she would not feel safe anywhere in Guatemala. Then it was the judge's turn. In Judge Park's first three years on the bench, he denied asylum nearly 87 percent of the time. If Ramirez lost, it could mean deportation. Ma'am, uh, the court has determined uh, that uh, you are eligible and deserve asylum. So you and your children now will be asylees in the United States. Over three years in San Francisco, Ramirez and her kids have adjusted to a life where they're not in fear. Eventually, she married a man she could trust. Me sentía muy protegida. She feels safe with him. And her kids, Stephanie and Alexis, have a baby sister, Irma. For Ramirez, the most important thing right now is the well-being of her children. She says she wants them to enjoy their childhood, something she never could. And now that she knows what it feels like to be safe, Ramirez says she wants that for other women, too. Sentirnos seguro es una sensación incomparable. She tells women who are abused to stay strong and never give up. For the world, I'm Taiki Hendricks in San Francisco.